<laughs> making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again to the George Water Jr. Show. Remember, we are on Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday. I mean, we've been on Monday through Thursday for a few years now, and it's still the same. Uh, Monday through Thursday, starting at 6 p.m. Chicago time, and ending in a, at 7.30, sometimes 8 o'clock p.m. You know, depends on what's going on and what's happening. All right, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, stay with me. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Coming down with some sort of cold. I think it's because of the weird changes in the weather. I think that's what it is. One day it's up, one, next day it's down. One day it's up, a whole week it's down. Uh, you know, I think that's what it is because I've been um, uh, under the weather. I'm taking cough drops. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show, the internet show. Uh, breaking the internet. Wow. <laughs> We're breaking the internet, they say. Maybe. Anyway, I want to thank one of my previous guests that uh, thought my show was the finest show in the city of Chicago. Okay, and I know people are listening in the city of Chicago. They may not call in, they may not acknowledge it, but I know they're out there because I can always check the statistics. Yeah, we have a rating system here. <laughs> we know who's, who's uh, how many are listening, how many are listening compared to uh, last year and uh, to this year, uh, it, it's all there, folks. It's all there, and, and uh, I know that when you when you when you come to this website, when you come come to George Wilder Jr.'s Block Talk Radio website, you will see uh, listeners, you will see followers. It, that's I don't even pay that any attention because you know I've been on this I've been on uh, four years, and um, everything is a little bit uh, off. You know, and I think a lot of those things are off. I think I have more listeners around the world than anything. I think I have more followers than anything uh, around the world. So those statistics are either someone <laughs> cooking the books or someone's not paying attention to what's really going on. Anyway, uh, author Julia Robinson. Wow. Sounds like a movie star, right? <laughs> 
she's going to be talking about intimacy. Wow, that's great. That's wonderful. I mean, uh, I'm always diverse in what in my thinking. I'm always diverse. Intimacy, romance. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm into it all. You know, I mean, I even written about. Uh, I even got some uh, uh, romance stories written. Uh, uh, I've said the other day, I've, I've always been romantic, you know, from day one. But, you know, I had to hide it because people thought that was weird. Anyway, um, author Julia Robinson uh, is on the show. She's going to talk about intimacy. That that should uh, interest a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people. All right, uh, let's get started. Uh, okay, what we're going to do here now is talk about Bill Cosby. Guilty. <laughs> I knew it would happen. I, I knew because this is the retrial. I knew the second time around they were going to get him because um, um, they didn't get him the first time. So they knew that they had to get him this time. Um, whether I whether I agree with this verdict or not, I don't know. Uh, did I think they were going to find him guilty? Yes, the second time around. Of course, um, shenanigans are going on, you know. And, uh, okay, it says here, I'm reading from Huffington Post, Bill Cosby found guilty in sexual assault retrial. The 80-year-old comedian was accused of drugging and sexually assaulting uh, some woman in um, 2004. I'm not going to mention her name because she could be lying and could have gotten away with lies. Um Comedian Bill Cosby was found guilty on three felony counts of aggravated innocent indecent assault on a Montgomery County, Pennsylvania by a uh, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania jury. Bill Cosby is 80 years old. Well, wow. he's going to die in jail if he doesn't have a substantial amount of uh, money to put up for a uh, bond. Um, 80 years old. I mean... That shows you what America thinks about senior citizens, the elderly. That shows you what they think about them. But, you know, I mean, any, not, no one is above the law, you know, not even Bill Cosby, not even him being an elder person is not uh, above the law. Cosby 80 was retired on, was retried, yeah, retried on three felony counts of aggravated indecent assault for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant in 2004. Constant is 44 and was a former women's basketball coach at Temple University where Cosby was a trustee and a major donor during the time of, during the time he assaulted her. You notice something they're not saying during the time that he allegedly assaulted her, they're saying during the time that he actually assaulted her. So this ruling is saying that he is guilty as hell and he's, he's done everything they said he, he um, is accused of. I almost feel sorry for the guy. I mean, he's 80 years old and th this is going to kill him faster. You know, this is crazy. Wow, this is an extraordinary case to have jury service. Hmm. You have sacrificed so much. This is the judge telling the jury uh, after their verdict. Um, 
I think they I think they had deliberated two or three days before they came up with this final verdict on uh, on Bill Cosby. But you have sacrificed in service of justice. A sentencing date. Okay, here we go. A sentencing date for the comedian has not been set. Each count of each count of felony aggravated indecent assault carries a sentence of five to ten years. A maximum. The maximum uh, Cosby could be sentenced to is 30 years. 30, he's 80. 30 years, I mean, he'll be, what, 110 years old? Uh, (laughs) uh, This is nutty. I mean, they should, they should have, I don't know. I'm I'm just, uh, uh, I'm thinking that he probably should have gotten a lesser sentence because of his age. But I know there's a lot of people out there. Oh, no, he, no, 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 George. He he get the maximum. He was a pervert. He get. <laughs> All right, Cosby lashed out at prosecutors after they requested to revoke his bail. Wow. The comedian reportedly shouted in response, "He doesn't have a plane, you asshole." Wow. Are they going to revoke his bill? I guess. I guess he said that that quote right there was meant was meaning that Cosby himself was not a flight risk. You know, so I'm hearing now that he's probably at home uh, on some sort of monitoring until he is sentenced. Uh, but there's no uh, date for sentencing. I'm pretty sure that's going to come later on. And uh, I do feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry for Bill Cosby. Uh, especially because he's 80 years old, and I'm, I'm hearing people saying, no, George, age doesn't matter. He committed these crimes. He should go to jail. I mean, I totally agree, but he's 80. He's 80. I mean, I can see if he was 40 or 50 or maybe 60, but he's 80. You know, he hasn't much time. I mean, he may even die, God forbid, but he may be. he may even die before... There is a date set for his sentencing. And they're talking about 30 years? I don't know. I think at the sentencing, the judge will probably probably be lenient because of his age. I mean, uh, Bill Cosby is an icon or was an icon. And um, he was an icon. I mean, he was there. I mean, I, I, I remember the guy from the 60s. I remember his albums and Fat Albert and all of that kind of thing. I remember I Spy <laughs> and all of those um, aging myself. You know, I mean, you know, but I Spy is still running uh, in reruns. You know, all of these shows are still re- running in reruns. Even the Cosby Show. I mean, the Cosby Show. I mean, it was a staple in everybody's household. The Cosby Show. And then um, there was a few movies that Bill Cosby made. And one of the movies that he made was Ghost Dad, directed by Sidney Poitier. I thought that was horrible. I thought that was just a horrible movie. But, hey, it was entertaining. Uh, basically, it was for, I think it was for children uh, or young adults. Anyway, it was entertaining. And then he made movies with Sidney Poitier. Um, I think he made Uptown Saturday Night. Uh, let's do it again. Piece of the action. Wow, this stuff just rolling off my head. Whatever. But anyway, he is—he um, was an icon, and he's—he has fallen down to nothing, you know. And um, we'll just have to see what uh, 
will be said at his sentencing if he will um you know uh if it's sentence if it's sentence will be light because of his age he's 80 years old i mean i don't think he can do 20 or 30 years in jail in prison i mean i just don't think that's gonna happen um am i m- making small of his um uh, crimes no i think i think he's a pervert i think he probably should if he, if he did these things um but the jury said he did they found him guilty if he did these things he should pay for them you know so um all right uh, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr show i was i was taken back for there a moment for, for a moment because uh he was such an icon he was such a a, a someone bill cosby was somebody you looked up to he was the dad that you wanted to have when you saw and tuned into the Cosby show. That was the dad that you wanted. He was everybody's dad. He just wasn't the dad of his own ki- of on his, of a, of his own kids even on his show and in real life he was everybody's father. But there was a dark side. There's always a dark side, you know. So um Wow. So now I'm hearing that Cosby and his defense team, they are planning to repeal, to appeal, sorry, to appeal the verdict. In June last year, a jury failed to reach a unanimous decision on the charges and the judge declared a mistrial. But this time they were unanimous and he was found guilty guilty. And Cosby was also sued in a civil suit, uh, $3.4 million in in 2006. So he has fallen from the grapevine. He has really fallen from the tree. He has fallen so hard. Um, He has been disgraced. Um, And it's just sad to, to see and to hear. And you just wish his family the best. I mean, he has adult children. I mean, maybe in their 40s and 50s, probably. And uh, he has a wife, a loving wife, uh, grandchildren, um, I'm assuming, grandchildren. And um, it's just uh, horrible to see this man fall from grace like this. And I'm also hearing that he was going blind. You know, I mean, every time you see him walking to the court, someone's you know holding him holding him up or and guiding him and uh you know i was hearing that he was either blind or going blind you know so it's it's pretty pretty uh awful for the cosby show which is still being shown around the world i mean it is still being repeated i think on in television land and um on right on on uh, television television stations around the country, the, the Cosby show, even I spy still, uh, his first television show, I spy even, and some of his albums, uh, uh comedy albums are, are still selling, you know, but he has fallen from grace. He has fallen so hard down below the ground. He, he looks up at everybody's feet, but, um, you know, I, I just feel for his family. Anyway, the George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. Author Julia Robinson is scheduled to be on the show. She's going to be talking about intimacy on the George Wilder Jr. show. And we will be right back, folks.
empowering. Attorney Gloria Aldridge, I mean, she's always representing these women who, in these sexual cases, uh, who represent 33 of Cosby's accusers, also spoke after the trial. This is her, and I'm quoting. She's saying, we are so happy that finally we can say that women are believed and not only on hashtag me too, but in a court of law where they are under oath, where they testify truthfully, where they are attacked, where they are smeared, where they are denigrated, where they are, were attempts to discredit them, she said. When all is said and done, women uh, were finally believed. Okay, she read a statement on the behalf of one of the witnesses. And I, I actually think she's trying to take a swipe at Donald Trump. Because you, I mean, a lot of People have gone to jail for for this kind of behavior that's been committed by uh, Bill Cosby. A lot of people have had their lives and careers ruined because of this. And yet the groper in chief still sits in office, still has a job. Somehow this man just weasels out of everything that he is totally, totally guilty of. We are yet to see Donald Trump stand trial for his misdeeds, for his mis his sexual con uh, his sexual misconduct, where there is droves of evidence of it, you know. But he and his lawyers are just lying, and the Republicans in Congress are not doing anything. Uh, my understanding that the reason why a lot of the Republicans in Congress are not impeaching Trump because they want Robert Mueller, his uh, investigation into the Russia meddling, uh, to go forth. But Trump has already done so much already that it doesn't matter what Robert Mueller come, comes up with. He Trump should be guilty on sexual misconduct and lying and trying to destroy America and being a mean, vile, nasty Man, <laughs> he should be kicked out on his ass for that. All right. You've been listening. Oh, I feel like I'm going to cough again. Um, yeah, he should be kicked out on his ass for that drug out of that damn White House. Uh, he's not going to resign. I don't think Trump is going to resign. I think that guy is going to have to be drugged the hell out of the White House and kicked in the ass off of Pennsylvania Avenue. I mean, this guy is just a mess. And we have all of these men going to jail, losing their jobs, losing their careers. Uh, uh, famous men, I mean, uh, extraordinary men caught up in sexual harassment and they've lost everything. But Donald Trump, his ass is still there 
because he thinks he's above the law. He's hired a lot of jackass lawyers who have lawyers themselves, and they have lawyers. Have anybody ever heard of anything like that? The groper in chief, the pussy grabber, Donald Trump, admitted pussy grabber. The guy who pays off women to shut up, not to say anything. He pays them all off. Then he makes them sign contracts, hush, <laughs> hush uh, money, for hush money. And then he denies it when there's so much proof out there. I can't wait to see Donald Trump in a court of law, just like, just like Bill Cosby. I can't wait to see him. And I know he's going, whether he finished out his term as president or after he uh, is gone from office, because I don't think the shit that's surrounding Donald Trump, I don't think is going to go away. Even if he's out of office, I don't think it's going to go away. They, it's going to come after him. It's going to dog him. Uh, even if he manages to pull off a four, uh, a four year term, which I doubt it's too much stuff, too much shit around Donald Trump is too much. Uh, he just cannot weasel out of everything. And I'm hearing that the Republicans, some of the Republicans, most of them are turning away from Donald Trump. They are considering not, uh, supporting him for 2020. Yeah, but they will not impeach him. They will not get him out. They will not uh, um, throw his ass out of the Oval Office while he constantly destroys this country. Wow. And most of, and most leaders around the world, they're laughing at Donald Trump. They're not laughing at Americans. They're laughing at Donald Trump. Because most of the uh, countries, um, the, the the countries leaders around the world, they know that the majority of Americans do not like Trump. They don't like Trump. Our standing in the world has fallen because of Donald Trump. We're a joke because of Donald Trump, and we should be. They should be laughing. They should be busting a goddamn gut. Because we got a guy in the White House who has conned and lied and bullshitted his way into the highest office in the land in America. He's a joke. He's a buffoon. He's an idiot. Yeah, he does act like a mob boss. I mean, I've said that, uh, I think that I've said that uh, six or seven months ago on this show that Donald Trump uh, is the godfather in the White House. He screams, he yells, he threatens, he fires. Yeah, he's a mob boss, or he acts as if he's a mob boss. And I've said several times, he's the godfather. He's not Marlon Brando. He's Donald Trump's, he's his own kind of godfather. You know, you don't want to put the late Marlon Brando down. But anyway, if you've seen the 1972, the godfather, <laughs> You know, and uh, we just have to clean out that White House, folks. We just have to have to do it, and we have to blow, vote blue. As I said yesterday on the show, Democrats are not going to win every state house, every uh, small uh, election, uh, but we're going to win in November. We're going to uh, serve up some midterm blue wave, believe me. 
because the people are just pissed off at this. People are pissed off. And, and Congress is resigning. Most of the people in Congress is resigning. So they're cheating the American people out of not voting their asses out of office because they're quitting. They're resigning. And it's a lot of them. I, I just, I was looking at the computer here and, and someone else just resigned. We don't have a government. I mean, everybody's quitting. We don't have a government. Everybody's quitting. Everybody's leaving. As I've said a thousand times, they're not leaving broke. They're not leaving without cash money. Believe me, taxpayer-funded money. <laughs> they're not leaving broke. You know, uh, they would not be quitting if they had a house note to pay for or a car note or uh, paying for the kids' colleges, they would not believe me. They wait until they their pockets are full, and then they walk out. And cheating us out of not out of voting them out. This is what this is what's happening. A lot of these guys and girls in Congress who are Republicans, they quit because their constituency tells them that they are finished. So they decide to quit. Name in point, Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. Paul Ryan. Yes. Paul Ryan, I mean, he's been in government for many, many, many years. And, and, his, and the only thing that has been on his mind is cutting food stamps and anything for the elderly. Those were his goals. To cut food stamps and health care and Social Security, Medicare. Those were his goals in life. Somehow, I don't think that's going to happen because the midterms are too close. And the Republicans, they're going to try and save face any way that they can. All right, you've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show. We're going to go back to a musical break. We will be right back.
get closer to the 2018 midterms, many are predicting a blue wave with Democrats taking back the House and possibly the Senate. Welcome back. Democratic mega donor and billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer is known for spending millions of his own dollars on Democratic campaigns. Well, now the party's single biggest donor is spending again, only this time his money is going to a national TV ad campaign calling for President Trump's impeachment. Take a look. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. Tom Steyer is a retired former hedge fund founder and manager who poured $91 million of his own money into Democratic campaigns just last year alone. And he's joining us now live. Good to see you, Tom. Hey, Frederica. How are you? I'm good. So this ad campaign, according to one of your aides, cost more than $10 million. And given the Republican-controlled Congress, you know, why do you feel that this is money well spent? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a voice to the American people because I think Democrats and Republicans alike know that this president is, in fact, a clear and present danger to their health and safety. And so we're trying to give them a chance to go to their representatives and make this case because that's the, the American people still, their voice is the most powerful thing in our country. And if they speak up, then elected officials have to listen. But on what grounds do you believe Trump should be impeached? Because it has to be more than a belief of clear and present danger or right. access to nuclear weapons. He has violated his trust to the Constitution and to the American people. By firing James Comey, he clearly obstructed justice. That is the historical basis for impeaching a president. He has been, the emoluments clause has been um, broken. The fact of the matter is he has clearly broken his trust with the Constitution. The reason that we're calling for it is that it's urgent that it happen now. The fact of the matter is he is putting us at risk on a daily basis. And he has, you, you can go to legal scholars, he has clearly met the standard for impeachment, but we have to have it. And so that's why we're going to the American people and asking them to raise their voices and say, we need a change. Uh, but but there are parameters in which the, the president does have the authority to hire and fire the FBI director. Yes, but obstructing justice is not one of them. The fact of the matter is if you look at the historical impeachments, they were all based around obstructing justice mm. at much lower levels or equivalent levels to what he's already done publicly. Okay, well, looking into obstruction of justice among the many things that uh, congressional uh, investigations are looking into, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, also looking into it with his investigations. Why not wait until those investigations are complete? Because it is urgent. Because, in fact, we are giving this president a new parameter that he not only has to meet the old parameters for being impeached, now all of a sudden there's a much lower standard that he is allowed to do things that no one else has ever been allowed to do before. We should not be breaking the Constitution to keep in office a president who is putting at risk the safety and health of Americans on a daily basis. I don't understand why we're delaying. In fact, it's urgent right now that we act, and that's what we're asking the American people to stand up and speak for.
So as the DNC, uh, Democratic National Committee, gathers for its fall meeting this uh, weekend, among the concerns that the party lacks resources to win midterm elections, do you plan to put money into other 2018 campaigns? Well, what we really do, Frederica, is we're really a grassroots organization, which means is we make it possible for local groups to go door to door, to phone bank, to talk citizen to citizen about the issues of the day. That's what we did in 2016. And of course, we're going to keep doing that in 2017. We're already doing it in 2018. Our whole push is the old fashioned idea that American citizens talking to each other about the most important issues of the day is the way that we have a vibrant and just democracy. And we will continue doing that just the way we have for the last few years. So, so quickly, might this be a prelude to your own uh, potential campaign, an opinion piece in the L.A. Times this weekend suggesting that you may be trying to build your own political brand uh, with this campaign, that you may be eyeing Senate Dianne Feinstein's seat after saying you know, she will run for a fifth term? Oh, what's, what's the process I have that? said that I am willing to do anything, including running for office, to push forward a positive agenda for California and for America. And that's true, I haven't taken that off the table. But this move for impeachment stands by itself. It is its own campaign because I think everyone in America knows this is true. All of those elected officials in DC, Republicans and Democrats, know it's true, but no one wants to say it. And what we're trying to do is say, we're willing to say it and we're asking the American people to say it because it's true, it's important, it's got to happen, and we got to give it a voice. All right, Tom. All right, thanks, everybody. Uh, the Republicans are coming after food stamps. I mean, <laughs> they are just, they just have to uh, try and uh, starve the elderly children and those uh, who, who don't have jobs or, or have jobs, but they, the jobs don't pay them too much, so they're on food stamps. Um, the Republicans, the majority of these people are rich. I mean, they're coming after, uh, in every way, shape, or form, these guys are coming after the poor, the elderly, the children. The Republicans want you, me, and everybody else to just die. GOP food stamp bill might be harsh enough to win over hardliners, of course. People want to see people die. People want to see people starve to death. The bill might push more people off benefits than previously thought. That's what they want. They want to eliminate this. They want to cut it out. They don't want you to eat. They don't want you to go to the store and buy fresh uh, fruit, vegetables, other produce, um, pizza. <laughs> they don't want you, uh, if you don't have a job, if you can't have, what about people who are in wheelchairs? People with um, chronic diseases, people who are disabled, people who can't work, be- what about people who do have jobs, but their jobs do not pay them enough money to feed their entire family, so they go get on benefits? The Republicans just don't want to see this happening. These are uh, they rather keep somebody like Trump in office, who is going to decimate everything, because this is what the Republicans want. This is what Paul Ryan wants. 
This is what I just said about a minute ago. This is what Paul Ryan wants. He wants this. He wants this so bad he can taste it. And if, and if it wasn't for his father's social security benefits, we would have never heard we would have never heard of someone named Paul Ryan. But yet he wants to cut food stamps. He wants to Medicare, Medicaid, whatever it is, health care. If it's governmented, if it's governmental funded, he wants to cut it. He doesn't give a damn if you starve or drop dead on the sidewalk. They want to take away these benefits. I don't think it's going to happen because they've talked about it before, but I'm pretty sure they're going to vote on it. I mean, there's going to be all kind of lawsuits if this thing goes through. Trump can't wait to sign it, you know, because he feels if he if he signs stuff that Congress wants him to sign, he can stay his ass in office. And Paul Ryan and the people in Congress and and the people in Congress, they're not going to impeach Trump because they know they know that Trump will sign anything into law that they put on his desk. If it's cutting the food stamps, Medicare, uh, Medicaid, uh, Trump is going to sign it, <laughs> and he's going to sign it with glee. All right, the most conservative Republicans in the House of Representatives initially thought that the news farm bill, which is uh, uh, food stamps, uh, would kick too many people off of food stamps, but now they they're warning they're warming up to the legislation. Yeah, well, it's gonna kick too many people off, but we're gonna vote for it anyway. The proposal would shift a por a portion of food stamp spending from benefits to training uh, the goal of producing more people into low wage jobs. In other words, you know. Uh, if you want to co keep continue to getting food stamps, you must get a job. But here's the kicker. If you have a job, more than likely you're ineligible for food stamps in the first place. So they're saying, well, if you want to keep uh, you want to be keep being eligible for food stamps, get a job. You get a job. The first thing they, that they're going to do is cut you off completely. So this is just a scam. You know, this is just a scam. Before the bill had been formally introduced, Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, one of the founders of the hardline House Freedom Caucus, didn't think it prodded hard enough. <laughs> he didn't think that enough people would die of starvation. So he's, you know, and, the, and that the Republicans shouldn't even bother with it. Now he's changed his tune. He's changed his tune to uh, starve people to death. And I'm quoting him here. He's saying, I'm uh, all for the welfare reform aspect of it. Jordan said Wednesday, I think it's off to a good start. Yeah, starving people to death, starving kids, the disabled, uh, the indigent, you know, starving them to death, taking away everything. Of course, Democrats oppose the food stamp legislation, which is a part of, of a so-called farm bill that lawmakers want to pass in October. That means, uh, okay, that means that the House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas, Republican, may need 218 of the, uh, of the 236 Republicans in the House to support his bill. 
and that can't uh, lose too many of the three dozen of the soul house. Okay, all right, blah, 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 blah. They want to vote on it. They're going to need a lot of people. They're going to need uh, Democrats on this. They're gonna, I mean, Democrats are going to need Republicans on this because all Democrats are going to vote against it. And the Democrats are going to need a few Republicans to vote against it in order to stop this horrendous uh, abomination on America that the Republicans want to put here. And I've said this a thousand times, stop voting Republican. Never, ever vote, vote Republican again. I mean, these are some slimy ass people. These are the, these people are the party of the mob. They should never be voted back into office ever, ever again. But we, we're not going to be able to get them all out. Okay. But we'll, we can get the majority of the majority of these assholes out. You know, they just want to step on people. That's not fair. They want to starve people. They want to see people die. They don't give a damn. As long as they, and they're stealing taxpayer money, right? They're stealing taxpayer money, but they want to, uh, want to take food out of your mouth because you aren't able to work or you're, uh, uh, disabled or you're an elderly person or you're small or you have small children it's just crazy what these people want to do and that what they're trying to do like i said before don't worry about any of this because once the democrats take back the house and the, the house of representatives and the senate uh we can begin to turn a lot of this stuff around we can begin to reverse a lot of this garbage that the Republicans have put on America. We have to do that. So they can think of a uh, hundred million things to do to hurt Americans, but we can vote the right way come November 16th and reverse a lot of the crap that they've done to America. We can really, really uh, uh, um, get America to rise up out of the sewer the swamp that the Republicans have put it in so far. So never, ever vote for another Republican. It is just not going to happen. This is, this is a syndicate, a mob, <laughs> and they're all on the same page. You know, uh, destroy America, make yourself rich, steal taxpayer money, and let the poor die. Never, ever vote for another Republican, you know, and I don't care if there's Republicans out there listening to the show. This is not a show for Republicans, period. If you're a supporter of Donald Trump, don't even listen to the show. Turn it off, you know, um, but I'm going to keep doing the show because I love doing it. You know, Donald Trump is not my president. He's a fake president. Don't talk to me about Donald Trump. I don't want to hear it, you know, because all of these people want to do is just step on crush Americans, crush America with his war on Americans, with his war on Americans. We will be right back. Um, uh, this is George Walter Jr. Uh, on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm trying to gather my thoughts here, folks. I'm, I don't. Uh, uh, all right. We'll be, we will be right back. If I'm stuttering. We will be right back. And uh, we're going to do this. On Friday, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump signed a $1.3 trillion spending bill after he promised us that he was going to veto that $1.3 trillion spending bill. 
After he announced his intent to veto this, he then gave a press conference where he said, I'm not going to do anything like this again. Yeah, I'm going to sign this, but, but you're on notice here. This is totally the last time I'm, I'm ever going to do this. So you need to straighten up and fly right there, Congress. And immediately, in a collective form of duh moment, Republican voters and Republican Donald Trump supporters realized that they had been conned. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I don't want to get into how horrible this budget is because it absolutely is. But what was great about it was that collective light bulb going off over the head of Donald Trump supporters, including people like Ann Coulter and Laura Ingram, who after Trump signed the budget bill, basically said that he was going to be impeached. Ann Coulter said that when Trump said, I'll never do something like this again, she responded by saying, yeah, because you'll be impeached. Even the Drudge Report had to come out and attack Donald Trump for his fake veto threat. Donald Trump just alienated a ton of his closest allies because he is a fraud. He is a con man. And if you go through some of the comments on Twitter on these stories, the Trump voters now understand that. They admit, yeah, we got conned by this guy. We thought we were getting a negotiator. Instead, we're just getting a lapdog who rolls over for Congress. Now, as soon as Trump says something horrible and racist, all these people are going to be back on his side again. So I'm sure his advisors are trying to come up with something stupid for him to say to get the Coulters and the Ingrams and the Drudge Report folks back over on his side. But at least for this brief moment, Ann Coulter is in favor of impeachment. Laura Ingram is in favor of impeachment. All because they finally realized, if only for a second, that they and all of the Trump voters in this country had been conned by Donald Trump, who is not a... No, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Yep, one of the Republicans' favorite things is to attack poor people. That's all this is about. Attacking poor people. It should be a thing of themselves, but they're not very proud. Got lots of money. Got two diamond rings. Got the connection. I can get you anything.
Massachusetts. And hello, friends of women of Massachusetts. I love you too. Thank you, Mayor Walsh. I am glad to have this chance to stand shoulder to shoulder to fight alongside the mayor of Boston for the people of this country. Thank you. So, we're here today because of the power of women. The power of women to come up with good ideas like this rally. The power of women to organize like this rally. And the power of women to make sure that as our country enters a new political era, that the voices of the people will be heard. Yesterday, Donald Trump was sworn in as president. That sight is now burned into my eyes forever. And I hope the same is true for you. Because we will not forget. <clears throat> we do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. Not just for the people whom Donald Trump supports, but for all of America. Trump's campaign was about attacks on women, attacks on African Americans, attacks on Latinos, attacks on religious groups, attacks on immigrants. A Trump-Pence Supreme Court could overturn Roe versus Wade and dissolve marriages of LGBTQ citizens. A Republican Congress is eager to rip away health care from millions of Americas. America's hard-working families have taken one punch after another. Decades of trickle-down economics and attacks on unions, attacks on wages, attacks on pensions, attacks on health care, attacks on social security, attacks on education, attacks on infrastructure and financial regulation have gutted America's middle class. A broken criminal justice system, a broken voting rights system, and decades of systematic racism have kept people of color from having the same opportunities as other Americans throughout this country. The, the fact is that the playing field has been tilted badly in favor of those at the top for a generation now. And now, President Trump and the Republican Congress are ready to ram through laws that will tilt it even harder. Now, we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to fight back. 
is why we come together today. Hundreds of thousands of people in Boston, in Washington, and across this country. We are in marches to say we are fighting back. That's who we are. We come here to stand shoulder to shoulder to make clear we are here. We will not be silent. We will not play dead. We will fight for what we believe in. Yeah! We have a vision, and that vision defines who we are as a people. First, we fight for basic dignity and respect for every human being, period. No compromise, no backing up. And second, we fight for economic opportunity, not just for those at the top, but for everyone. All of our kids deserve a fighting chance to get ahead. Respect for everyone, economic opportunity for everyone. That is the American deal, and that's what we fight for. You know, those core principles call out the best in who we are. For too long, American families have seen a government and an economy that isn't working for them. And Trump and the Republicans promised to make America worse. But we're here because we are ready to fight for the people who want to build a country that works for all of us. That's why we're here. We come together to give each other strength. We come together to give each other courage. We come together to remind each other of our values. As we get ready to march, let us remind each other what we believe in and why we fight and why we will keep right on fighting. We believe that no one in this country should work full time and live in poverty. And that means raising the minimum wage. Yes, it does. Paid overtime, sick leave, we will fight for it. We believe that workers have a right to come together and to bargain together. Unions built America's middle class and unions will rebuild America's middle class. We believe that every young person is entitled to get an education without getting crushed by student loan debt. We believe in debt-free college. say something that is really controversial in some places in Washington. We believe in science. Yeah. We know that climate change is real and we have a moral responsibility to protect this earth for our children and our grandchildren.
believe that immigration makes us a stronger country. We will not build a stupid wall. And we will not tear millions of families apart. Not on our watch. And we believe that sexism, racism, homophobia, and bigotry have no place in this country. Black Lives Matter. Diversity makes our country stronger. We believe that equal means equal. And that's true in marriage. It's true every place. We will never stop fighting to ensure equality for all of our citizens. You know, I could do this all day. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Attorneys for senior White House officials in the Trump White House have told Politico that they expect Robert Mueller to hand down an indictment against Donald Trump as early as this spring. Now, the reason well, for this so. is because these too. two attorneys who spoke to Politico <laughs> separately understand how the law works. They understand how these investigations work. But more importantly, they've actually been a part of it. On the other side, on the, on the defense, they're the ones representing officials within the Trump administration. So they've gone in during the questioning. They've seen what Robert Mueller is trying to build. They understand what evidence he has. And these people are now telling us that Donald Trump is headed for an indictment for obstruction of justice. Now, I know that may not be the bombshell indictment that most people were, were hoping for, but it is something at this point. Yeah, Collusion, if it happened, if it didn't, is a very difficult thing to prove, even for a very skilled prosecutor. And I think that's why Robert Mueller kind of backed off that to an extent, as far as we know, and is now focusing more on the obstruction of justice, because there are many different avenues that he can go with that. It's not just that he obstructed justice one time. It could be because of the uh, uh, response that they wrote to the New York Times article that they said came from Don Jr., but instead came from Trump and Hope Hicks. It could be the firing of Comey. It could be the recent stuff with Andrew McCabe. It could be many different things. There could be multiple counts of obstruction of justice. It could be threatening uh, uh, to fire Jeff Sessions and then not threatening and then refusing his resignation. We don't know. At this point, there are still too many unknowns about everything within, within this investigation because not much is leaked. So what we do know is that attorneys for the other side, people representing the people who are worried about going to jail, are telling us that based on what they've seen, they're saying, if we were betting men, we wouldn't put any money on Trump. We would put the money on Mueller handing down an indictment. Those are strong words from attorneys. 
We also know that recently, actually just this past week, Rick Gates and Paul Manafort's attorneys abruptly quit. They decided they didn't want to do this anymore. And I'm assuming it's because they understand that at this point, there is no way they can win for their client. Either that or their client keeps making stupid mistakes and saying things he shouldn't say. So they decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Trump is in a lot of trouble and Trump understands that which is why he continues to attack our intelligence agencies. But if these attorneys who have very close uh, firsthand knowledge of this investigation are being honest and if we can trust them, then hopefully we can expect that sometime this spring, Donald Trump will be handed his very own indictment. Thanks for watching. Let's hope so. Let's hope so, folks. Let's hope so. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived.
the George Wilder Jr. show. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Another one leaves the Trump administration. I mean, this is a revolving door as no other revolving door has ever been. Another uh, appointment, another cabinet mem- uh, another cabinet member, I'm trying to say, um, quits Trump. Nobody wants to work with this guy. Nobody wants to work for this guy because they know that this guy is all about destroying every cabinet post there is within the United States. That's why he hired all of these people who are totally, totally inexperienced. But another one bites the dust. Another one leaves the Republican Party. And because they know that things are not right. They just, these people have a conscience. They just cannot work with a corrupt administration. A lot of them can, but there are some people who just can't do it. I mean, they have morals. They have values that the Trump administration just don't give a damn about. Okay, the Bureau of Indian Affairs director resigns after just six months on the job. They might have, there might have been many reasons to why he resigned. It could be because the Trump administration uh, was trying to bribe him, or they were intimidating him. They were threatening him to do things to this agency that he didn't feel that was fair. Okay, Interior Secretary Ryan Zink appointed uh, Brian Rice to lead the the bureau in October. Okay, uh, I'm trying to get these names straight. Uh, Ryan Brian Rice. I'm thinking this guy's name is Ryan. Brian Rice, okay? And he is the Bureau of Indian Affairs director, resigns after six months. Six months. I guess he just was fed up. He just couldn't take anymore. He had to get out. Because I'm hearing that if you work for Trump, I'm hearing that if you work for Trump, you may not get a job anywhere else. Trump is a bad, bad reference. <laughs> you may not, your career could be over. I mean, your job. Uh, hunting days could be over. I'm hearing the same thing about some of the people who work in the White House with him, especially the staff, the cooking staff, the cleaning staff. A lot of these people want to quit, want to leave, but they're not sure if they're going to get hired anywhere else after being in the White House with Trump. Trump just taints everybody around him. If you're a good guy working for Trump, you better Trump will turn you into a criminal just like he is if you want to keep your job you must be a criminal and you have to pledge loyalty to Donald Trump like he's a mob boss or something if you don't place loyalty uh, to Donald Trump he's going to have you knocked off or something or more likely fired so um, another one bites the dust let's see what it says here Brian Rice his name is Brian Rice has resigned just six months after Interior Secretary Brian Zink appointed him to lead the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Multiple sources familiar with the situation told Huffington Post. Political first reported Rice's departure on Thursday. Wow, this is just, I mean, this is just another uh, notch on the sinking ship of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going down. This guy is in too much damn trouble. He cannot dance out from under all of this shit that he has made for himself. 
it's too much. I I once said I don't I don't see how the guy is not having a stroke over all of this crap. And then people email me and say, well, George, he's a narcissist. He's a fascist. He doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. You know, he doesn't have feelings. He doesn't have empathy. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have sympathy. He doesn't have anything for people. This is right up his alley. And uh, a lot of people are calling for Scott Pruitt to to resign, if you know if, if you know who I'm talking about, if you've been following this. But anyway, uh, Brian Rice has resigned just six months on the job and he quit. Uh, I'm waiting to hear the reasons why he left. Uh, I'm pretty sure Trump and his goons probably threatened him, threatened him to try to cut the program down to nothing. Maybe he didn't want to do it. Fire people. Maybe he didn't want to do it. And uh, as I've said before, it's, do not vote ever for a Republican. I mean, you, you just can't do it. These people are just, they don't know how to govern. They don't know the first thing about governing. They know how to, the only thing they know how to do is pad their pockets with taxpayer money and tax cuts. Wow. So this guy is out just like so many others are out. I wonder how many more will resign leading up to heading up to the 20, 2018 midterms. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of seats that Democrats will have to fill because a lot of these Republicans, crooked Republicans, thug criminal Republicans thinking that they're getting away with something by quitting. No, 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 no. If you're involved in this Russia meddling thing, Mueller is still coming after you, uh, whether you resign, quit, or not. You are not off. <laughs> you are not going to get away with anything. You're not off the clock on this. Crime in office, pay for it. He's going to come after you if it takes him, uh, I don't know, five, ten years. He's coming after you. And if he should die in, in the midst of coming after you, there's going to be someone else taking his place, and they will come after you. So if all of these Republicans who are quitting and resigning, thinking they're escaping uh, prosecution, <laughs> they better think again. Anyway, um, okay, um, some people are calling the Donald Trump administration the Titanic that's sinking, the Titanic. Um, is sinking as yet another crew member jumps ship. Eventually, he didn't want to be identified as another piece of shit in Trumpster's administration swamp. Wow. Exactly. He said, I, I don't want to be a part of this. This is not right. This is criminal. This is just uh a criminal uh, regime. This is a criminal empire. This is a thug organization. And Brian uh, Rice said he did not want to be a part of it, so he resigned. People are jumping off the sinking ship, which is the White House. Trump, Trump is the only one that's going to remain on until we come in and drag his ass up out of that White House. This is a criminal empire. That's all it is. Trump is just as guilty as guilty is guilty. 
I mean, because, and you know that. I mean, if, if you're not guilty, why would you act like you're guilty? Trump acts as if he should be given the electric chair. Yet he's trying to stop himself from uh, being prosecuted. Obstruction of justice. There's so much swirling around Trump. I, I don't know if any rational person, any um, level-headed, intelligent person could actually uh, do the things, get away with the things that Trump is getting away with. Some people have a conscious, conscious. Trump should just resign and say he's doing it for America. He don't want to take America down uh, this road, so he should he, t- he should tell everybody all Americans that he's going to resign, but he does want to take America down. That was his goal, and that was his intent, his intent from the get-go, because he's con, he lied. If there is, have you noticed, Trump is not using fake much anymore, but the American people are. The American people are saying we have a fake president in the White House, and we do. Russia installed him. Cambridge Analytica installed him. His goons run around and and knock people in the head and told them to vote for Donald Trump. He's told over 3,000 lies from uh, going all the way back to his childhood. This guy is a pathological liar. He believes what he says. You, you, you can never take Trump at his word because you never know what his word, when his word is going to change. It could change in an instant. And he'll say he never said it. But then someone goes back and pull out a videotape where him standing right there saying what he did not say. And then after it's printed in the news, he calls them fake news. Anytime they print something of him that he doesn't like, even though it's true, to Donald Trump, it's fake news. Where did we go wrong in America letting this clown take us down? Where did we go wrong? We somewhere, and we've got to We've got to uh, try and rectify it by uh, November uh, 2018. And I'm hearing that Democrats are strong in winning back the House of Representatives and taking the Senate in Washington. I'm hearing that they have a clear path. But one of the things I'm worried about is when the Democrats do take Congress back and and control at least uh, – the Senate and the House of Representatives, will they have the balls to impeach Donald Trump if he should make it that far? If he's not already impeached or or resigned before the midterms, if he makes it to the midterms and the Democrats take over Congress, will they have the balls to uh, impeach Donald Trump? We all know that Democrats can sometimes get weak and spineless and they start fighting each other and they disagree because I remember 2010 when they uh, that's how they lost the the House and the Senate in 2010 they were bickering and the Republicans were yelling and screaming and lying all over the place and they finally 
uh, dethrone the Democrats as being uh, the majority in Congress. I hope that doesn't happen this time. I hope the Democrats have grown some spine, have grown some uh, some balls, and realized that the that the Republicans that the Republicans mean this country harm. They mean it harm. Fox News, Sean Hannity, and I'm hearing that Sean Hannity is in a lot of trouble, at least ethically, ethics, eth- ethically, he's in a lot of trouble. He's lying through his teeth. He wants <laughs> he wants to be uh, he wants to be left alone. Put it that way. He he was arguing for privacy, so he wants to be left alone. Give me a break. All the lies this guy has told for Donald Trump. All the lies he's told on the Obamas and everything else. I mean, you listen to you listen to Sean Hannity. You think the world is is about to fall in on itself. I mean, this guy is just so dramatic when he talks. But he hasn't been so dramatic so far when um, when Michael Cohen outed him in court the other day. He was out trying to defend himself. Oh, leave me alone. Let me have some privacy. Yeah, okay. Think about all those people you didn't give a damn about uh, their privacy, but you want somebody to care about your privacy now that you got caught in a web of, in a web of deceit. Donald Trump, I mean, um, uh, Donald Trump may even have a place in the White House for Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity might, might have been making policy. We don't know that. Obviously, he was... Uh, 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 he had Michael Cohen as a lawyer, and a lot of people were pissed off because Michael Cohen has been on the show many times, and 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 um, Sean Hannity did not uh, tell tell his viewers that Michael Cohen Michael Cohen was representing him, and there's a lot of fallout about that. I'm hearing that uh, sponsors and stuff are leaving uh, the Sean Hannity show. I'm telling you, folks, it's, it's a mob. It, it's a conspiracy. These people are full of, these people are criminals. They are criminals. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Never vote Republican again. They are criminals. They are what they are. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is 723 straight up Chicago time. It's been a blast, folks. We're going to, um, I'm going to be off the radio for the next three days here. Uh, doing some writing and other things, trying to um, get things back on track again. But anyway, um, I want you to have a nice weekend and everything. And uh, we're not we're not gone yet, but uh, I want you to have a nice weekend and um, stay positive, stay up, and, and you know, find something good to do in your community, helping someone. Uh, you know, and try not to worry too much about what the Trump administration wants to do. Not what they're trying to do, what they want to do. Um, I don't think they're going to do too much because the midterms are coming up and they don't want to get totally swamped, totally thrown out. So, but, you know, things like cutting food stamps and cutting rental systems and vultures and cutting education and all this kind of thing. um, It's just going to make people want to vote them out even faster. Trump administration, they don't care nothing about infrastructure. They don't give a shit about 
the sewers or the pipes or or anything. You know, Trump Trump is just trying to figure out how not to go to jail, how not to get thrown out of office, how not to drown with a sinking ship. And I don't think he has a chance in hell of doing that. All right, so you've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's been fun, folks. Uh, and uh, you guys have a great weekend. I know I'm going to have one. Uh, actually, I'll be busy. I'm always busy. I'm, I'm, I've never stopped working. If I'm not on the radio, I'm busy doing something. And uh, it's all positive, and it's all there. And we're going to do a little bit of this. Yeah, a little bit. When we think of the advances we've made, it is no surprise that so many of us are utterly devastated by the election of Donald Trump. I have been very clear about my opposition to this president. And everyone knows what I believe. I believe he is one of the most dishonorable, deceitful, and despicable people ever to hold public office. He has undermined the rule of law. He has isolated the United States allies. He has decimated our country's standing and leadership around the world. He has empowered and emboldened white nationalists, racist criminals, and con men just like himself. He flew to Puerto Rico after the island was ravaged by a hurricane, insulted San Juan's mayor, and proceeded to throw paper towels at our fellow Americans who are to this day still trying to recover from that storm. He endorsed a pedophile that ran for the United States Senate and defended wife beaters on his White House staff. This man lies on a daily basis and for all of the people and institutions he has insulted over the last two years, the only person he will not offend or criticize is Vladimir Putin. A brutal dictator who does not share our nation's interests around the world. Of course, none of this should surprise any of us because Donald Trump revealed and showed us who he is and what he was all about throughout his campaign. You may have heard that Donald Trump recently attacked me at the Grand Island Club dinner last week. And people are asking me, oh my goodness, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you what I think about it. I certainly expected him to do something like that. I don't know why it took him so long. Don't forget, this man who's disparaging me has been called stupid, ignorant, uninformed, unhinged, and a moron by his own staff and appointees. And so he had the nerve to attack me. I'm in this fight. I am not going to back down. And I believe that all of us deserve better than Donald Trump. I believe this country deserves better than Donald Trump. I wanted everyone to know that they had a right to be angry about the election of Trump, that this president is not normal, but that all is not lost. 
because each of us has the power to set this country back on track. I feel very confident and hopeful about the future because I know there are so many people here tonight and in cities and towns across the United States who are about to reclaim their time and reclaim this country. So, we are counting on all of you to show up during the 2018 midterms and vote for people who will restore this democracy and uphold everything that we have fought for to advance the LGBTQ equality. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I keep bringing up Moeller's name because I have so much faith in him. I like the work that he's doing. I think he's going to get him. For some reason, he's not able to get him. I'm counting on Stormy to do it. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day Heaven help the white man if he turns back away
night, everybody. Well, it's always fun. It's always great. It's always uh, enlightening. And uh, we're all about making the world a better place here. And uh, we want you to go out there and do something to make the world a better place. <laughs> you know, because that's what it's all about. That's why I'm here. Uh, uh, trying to make the world a better place, helping in any way that I can with my voice in this radio show. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take off. We will be back on Monday. So you guys have a great evening, a great weekend. Stay up, stay positive, and be nice to one another. You know, I I, I kind of stole that from Ellen. <laughs> you know, at the end of her show, she's always saying. Um, be nice to one another. Be kind to one another. So I kind of took it for my own and I use it here on the on the show because there are so many people out out here who are who are just mean and nasty. Be nice. Be nice. And, you know, racist. Uh, learn to love one another. Um, um, you know, so and be nice and smile. You know, smiles uh, get you a lot of places if you just smile. People like to see people smile. We don't want to see people frowning and looking mean and angry. Smile. Feel good about yourself. All right. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. You know, and if you have some criticism of criticism of the show, let me know. If you have some constructive criticism, let me know. All right. I want to say bye-bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great evening, whichever one comes first. Bye. The George Wilder Jr. Show is off the air. We will we will be back Monday with a full week. Great guest. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>